enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I am here with a very special guest, Laura Horn. Laura Horn is a physical therapist, and we're going to be talking about a very important topic, which a lot of people are going to benefit from. If you or anybody you know has been suffering with any kind of pain with sex, you need to listen to this show, because sex should never hurt. And that's the topic. And Laura, thank you so much for being here. I'm just so thrilled that you're here talking about this today. Hi, Laurie. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here and share the work that we do together. Yes, we've been working together now for over 10 years. I, I think so. Definitely over 10. Yeah. For a long time, we've helped a lot of people together and it really does take a team. Absolutely. Can, can you just tell the listeners what you do? Absolutely. So I'm a physical therapist. And as a musculoskeletal specialist, um, I actually specialize specifically in the region of the pelvis, and the muscles that make up the base of the pelvis called the pelvic floor. And I treat varying different conditions that range from pelvic pain, bladder and bowel dysfunctions, um, things like urinary incontinence, urgency, uh, bladder frequency type issues, as well as bowel dysfunctions like constipation and fecal incontinence, um, and a range of uh, disorders involving pelvic pain. One specifically that we're going to talk about today that includes painful intercourse. Yes, and that's what usually we will be working on. People will come to, sometimes they'll come to you first. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes they'll come to me or they'll call me. And the first thing I tell them or I ask them, have you been to a physical therapist? Usually they say no. And I refer you. I say, call her now (laughs) because it takes a while to get an appointment and get that appointment. And then we schedule an appointment. And then you and I were able to discuss what's going on and help them not just physically, but also emotionally and sexually and relationally because it all goes together. Absolutely. It's multiple, multiple very variables that play into this. Um, Super complex for some people. And then also sometimes it can be fairly straightforward. Yeah. And like we said, if sex is hurting at all, there's something wrong. And I think a lot of women, at least the ones that I see, and tell me if this is true for you, think that, oh, this is just the way it's supposed to feel, or, oh, it's all in my head. They've been told these things even sometimes by medical doctors. Sometimes. Just relax. Right. It'll get better. Yeah. And to know that if sex is hurting at all, something's wrong. Go get it checked out. And if the doctor you're seeing isn't able to give you any other information that it's in your head or you just need to relax, go to a different doctor. Definitely. Keep pursuing. And I think we're really, really lucky. I've been in the pelvic health specialty now for 15 years. And when I came out into the specialty, there was not as much information out there. And now there are more and more resources for people. Um, People didn't realize that part of what could be going on could actually be a muscle dysfunction. 
um, that could be contributing to their pain. Um, and doctors were not necessarily identifying those, those um, muscle disorders. Yeah, and maybe still aren't. Could be. Yeah, there, you know, I think it's not part of their kind of protocol that they have in their head when they're, they've got a patient in front of them. Um, they're often, you know, their, their job is to uh, diagnose pathologies and illness and disease, and they're looking for infections and things that might be wrong with the uterus. Um, and they're not touching muscle as frequently as we are as physical therapists, and that's our job daily. We're touching muscle, so... Yeah. And also, it's the topic of sex. And there Definitely. are some doctors who don't feel comfortable talking about sex. Yeah. And and patients that aren't comfortable talking about sex. It's such a vulnerable area of our body and often very taboo for, for some of us, depending yeah. on where you've grown up, if it's a conservative household or what culture you've grown up in. Um, and so it's often really hard to share any 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 dysfunction that you could be experiencing in that area. Yeah, that's such a good point. Even seeking help can be challenging. Yeah, yeah. Who do you talk to? How do you say it? This is really hard. Absolutely. It's embarrassing. Absolutely. All of those things. And this is important that we get this message out that there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, there's something wrong for you, something that can be treated. And there is help out there. Definitely. And there are people you can talk to. And you can get the help that you need. This is treatable. And that's such an important thing. There is no reason to suffer or not be able to have enjoyable sex. Right. And sex is ideally something to enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There are clients on the extreme end where they can't even have penetration and they have what we call vaginismus. Yes. I'd like to talk about that. Yeah. That's that's a more than just pain. It's impossible to have any type of penetration. Correct. And right. that's something that I, I work mostly with when people mm -hmm. come in. It's not just pain, but it's we can't have intercourse. Right. And if you can talk a little bit about what that is. That sure. Would be really so useful. from a muscle perspective, um, what happens in the pelvic floor region when our body feels um, injured or vulnerable, um, the muscles can tighten up and, and go into spasm. And um, if it's a long standing issue that becomes more chronic, the muscles over time will shorten. Mm -hmm. And the muscles are somewhat circular in nature. They surround the vaginal canal. And when a muscle that's somewhat circular in nature tightens and shortens over a period of time, it will close the canal down. So we will see patients that cannot uh, tolerate any type of penetration, not just penile penetration, but it could be a finger. It could be a speculum for a pap smear. Right. That could be a problem. Yeah. It could even be a tampon. Yes. Yeah. So, so these are good things to know. And that's absolutely. an example of somebody who might go for an exam to get a pap smear, just a routine exam. Right. And the doctor cannot get the speculum. Right. In. And often the doctors are saying, oh, just relax, relax. just relax. And yeah. they're not actually thinking that there could be a muscle component to that type of limitation or restriction. Right. Um, and there are a lot of different things that can um, kind of play into this, you know, the why behind it. We together, I think, see a lot of women who grew up in conservative environments um, that um, maybe wait to have intercourse yes. until they get married. Very frequently, um, that's the and case. And there can be some things that play into a tightening in the pelvic region for 
um, various reasons. Um, we also see women who've been sexually assaulted. That, that, that can be a contributing factor. So if your body feels vulnerable during any kind of penetration, it's going to tighten up. We're built for protection. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So some people want to know, is it physical? Is it psychological? I think you and I would both agree both, but it is a real thing. It's not just in your head. It's not just psychological, Exactly. but there is a psychological component. There can be. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then I also see a fair number of women, um, who have experienced childbirth injuries, things like yes. perineal tears or um, episiotomies, um, who then, when they re- resume intercourse with their partner, um, that can be problematic, and they can they can still have pain um, in those in those sites. Yeah. And if they don't get uh, treatment right away, it can become even more and more involved. Yes. Um, so it's it's not just young women who have have these issues. It's women throughout any uh, throughout the lifespan. You know, we have women in menopause who have issues with painful intercourse as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just the vulvodynia, which is about pain, right. not vaginismus. But when we are experiencing pain for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and it could be completely physiological. If we continue to force ourselves to have sex, even though it's painful, then we can start to create this automatic right. physiological response, which right. can then be a secondary vaginismus. And I right? think that that often happens because some women um, either are told there's nothing wrong with you mm-hmm. after they've been physically examined by a physician, yeah, um, or you know they grow up with this idea that they that they don't really realize that intercourse should be. Um, pleasurable. Um, maybe they've heard from a, f- a friend or uh, a, a family member that, oh, you know, it's it's not supposed to actually feel good. Um, so they grow up. Do with it that for your husband. It, that's another factor. I've seen a fair amount of that. Yeah. Um, so women that are just kind of putting themselves repetitively into this situation. And every time you try to have intercourse, um, and it's painful, the muscles are going to respond by protecting you. Yep. And they go into a guarding um, pattern, and that sends a negative stimuli to your brain, and it becomes a cyclical type of problem. That's important. It is really important. And one of the first things I tell people when they call me, if they've been trying to have sex and there's any kind of pain, I say stop. Most it, importantly. Yes, yeah. you're making it worse. Stop, don't do any more harm. Let's get this treated. Right. So on that note, mm-hmm. treatment, mm-hmm. what does that mean? What does that involve? What does it look like? Somebody calls you up, they make an appointment, they come in, they say to you, I've been having some pain or I sure. can't have intercourse. What sure. do you do? Um, well, at first we sit down and um, we talk about history. So I'm looking at um, multiple factors that could be playing into this. Um, I'm looking at things like hormonal components, like where are, where's the patient in her lifespan? Is she on birth control? Could there be a hormonal component to why we're experiencing pain in that area? Um, we're looking at, um, painful menstrual cycles. Um, you know, one in 10 women these days we're identifying have endometriosis Yes, and vaginismus is um, one of those things that can happen with gals who have endometriosis. So I'm looking at a history of menstrual cycles, um, any kind of childbirth history. So we're getting a really thorough um, subjective history when we sit down. And then I um, take out a pelvic model and I go over anatomy 
And I go over the function of the pelvic floor so that our patients understand why they're here and how, how possibly um, what they're experiencing could be a muscular problem. And that's, that's a really cool thing to go over because I think a lot of us don't really realize that um, we have muscles in that area. We're not educated to, to, uh, to really understand that. And even um, uh, for myself, someone who went through three years of physical therapy school, I had a two-hour lecture in three years on the pelvic region. Wow. Pelvic floor specifically. Yeah. So um, so this was a whole new yeah. line of, we'll say, education and experience that you had to gain in addition to just becoming a physical therapist. Oh, then there was this specialty. What got you interested sure. in this specialty? Um, well, I had an employer that asked me if I would be interested in helping out with a women's health department that they had had. There were many, many referrals coming in. We had one therapist that was helping those clients. And uh, they asked if I might be willing to train. Um, and my initial instinct was, no, 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 that's not something I want to be treating. <laughs> I, I really wanted to be doing what a lot of PTs want to do, like, you know, orthopedics and sports med. And yeah. Um, so they, the, my employer then approached me a second time and said, well, we'll, we'll pay for your training. So I said, oh, what I have to lose? It'll be a good resume piece. Maybe I'll find something new about uh, my patients who come in with tailbone pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how I looked at it. You know, maybe there's something I'm missing. You took a chance. You said yes. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I, I went to my first um, seminar. It's a postgraduate uh, continuing education that we go through. And we practice on each other when we learn us physical therapists. That's what we do. And so I had in the first day, two or three pelvic exams done on myself, <laughs> which was quite enlightening. Um, <laughs> That's talking when we talk about entering the discomfort zone exactly. that would probably qualify. Yeah, exactly. And um, I was 18 months postpartum after my second pregnancy. And I have to say that I had been having symptoms of pelvic floor dysfunction, and I didn't even know that that's what I was having. Mm. Um, I had some prolapse that I discovered in that course, and I learned the reason why I was experiencing a little bit of urinary incontinence. And even as a medical professional, I'd been practicing for five years at that point. I did not go to my physician and say, hey, I'm having these problems, because I thought, well, you know, I had two kids, and my last one was practically nine pounds, so this, wow. is, this is normal. That's what we do, right? <laughs> we normalize it. It's like, oh, this is fine. This is what it's supposed to be. We do exactly. all of it. So very enlightening for you, it yeah, seems like. it really was. And, um, you know, not just as a clinician, but also just as a woman in this world. I, I really, it was pretty life-changing for me. Um, mm -hmm. And so I came back into the clinic and I started treating these conditions and just found it incredibly fulfilling um, to, to kind of change the conversation that, you know, y yeah, you know, these things are not normal. Well, change someone's life. That too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But you know, a lot of these things are really common and we're not talking about these problems because again, this area is so vulnerable for us. It's kind of taboo. It's impolite 
to talk about these things. Yes. You know, no, you're not supposed to talk about no. those things. And, you know, we don't say vagina. We say down there or what are those? The JJ and like all of these messages we get about, oh, you're not supposed to talk about right. these things or not even supposed to experience sexual pleasure. Absolutely. So I love that you're doing this. And yeah. I, I know it's coming from a place of passion. Okay. Definitely. So back to treatment. So yeah, treatment. there's the history. Then, then what happens? So we, again, we go over the pelvic model and once I um, go over anatomy um, and function, we then get into a discussion about what, what the exam is going to look like. And I, I talk my patient through that before I get them on the table so that they're comfortable with this. Um, and if you're experiencing painful intercourse and you know that you can't tolerate a speculum when you go to your doctor, then you know that my finger assessing you might be really quite painful as well. So a yeah. lot of my patients are really, really nervous about the exam. Yeah. Um, so I talk my patient through what that's going to look like. And ultimately, I have my patient disrobe from the waist down. They get on the table draped with a sheet. Um, and I first um, just look at the area, have them contract and bear down. There should be some movement in the perineal area with that. And then we palpate or touch the muscles externally around the labia, around the cheeks of the sit bone area. And we're looking for pain um, under my fingertips, but we're also looking for me. I'm assessing whether or not I feel like the muscle's tight. Yeah. And it, the whole time I'm communicating with the patient so that they understand that they're in control of the situation. If they need to stop for whatever reason, I can get enough information with what we have. And that's and we so can get important. Started. Yeah, especially yeah. if there's been any kind of sexual trauma. And sometimes that's more obvious than others. Some people don't remember or feel that they've had sexual trauma, but Absolutely. it could be something they went to a doctor's appointment when they oh, were younger. I, I have patients all the time that come to me for, with what I would describe as medical trauma. Yes. Um, you know, often that comes from... Uh, physicians that are just not comfortable with communicating with their patients these yeah. topics um, and and they're not thoughtful about how they're assessing their patients and not giving the patient time to process too. Yeah, I and think. I know and from working with a lot of people yeah. together that it's honestly, I can say every single person that I have sent to you or who has worked with you that I've spoken to has said one of the things they appreciate about you the most is how comfortable they feel and how just loving and caring that you yeah. are in the process. And that's so important. And Absolutely. I, I mean, love the way that you do that. Yeah. The way I look at it is how would I want to be treated if I were on the table? Well, yeah, and you, you know, know firsthand. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons why we, um, you know, because I've had people practice on my body. Um, I know what it feels like because I've gone through those assessments. Yeah, that's why it's so important to do that. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So going back to the pelvic exam, because a lot of these muscles sit within the pelvis, inside the pelvis, um, we need to get, get an understanding of what those muscles are doing. Um, and so... If the patient's willing to move forward with the exam and they're comfortable, then we will do an internal assessment with my finger. Um, of course, or comfortable enough, we should say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, some of my patients are quite quite nervous about that, but I I go at their pace. Um, and you know, my intention is not to hurt or really provoke pain. It's just to get an understanding of how um, involved these muscles are and. 
and so we go from there. And uh, yeah, sometimes they're quite surprised. <laughs> I had a patient in a couple weeks ago who went home to her husband and said, she's got her finger inside of me. I can't even believe it. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. And when people go see you and me, they realize, oh, this is treatable. Yeah. There's hope. And what a relief for them. Such a relief. Yeah. Life-changing. I mean, it truly Absolutely. is life-changing. And for people, women who want to have sex and haven't been able to have sex, it's not just important to treat the physical part, but was where I come right. in, to treat the relationship, to treat the, the psychological or emotional part and learn how to enjoy each other even without the penetration Absolutely. before that, we even attempt that. Yeah. yeah. And what you do with your patients is so, so amazing. It really is. I mean, I think any couple should have the, the education that you do with these these patients. Of oh, thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is important though, to really be working together. I couldn't help them without you clearly. Yeah. Uh, I do believe that the relational and the psychological part is so important to yeah. that. Process well, and a lot of our couples that are dealing with this issue are, have been dealing with this problem for a very long time. Too long sometimes. Yeah. 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 And, um, and it, it, it's so frustrating and it ultimately will impact the, the relationship. Yes, you it know, can so, start I mean, to deteriorate a relationship if there is the lack of understanding. I know we had a couple many, many years ago that we worked with where the man thought that she was making this up. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. And he's, he said, she's making it up. And I said, but it's a real thing. Look it up. He's like, I did, but it's all yeah. BS. And he went in and saw you. Yes. That was part of the treatment. And he was enlightened at that moment. He really Definitely. understood this is something real. And, but their relationship was in really bad shape. Yep. And, you know, I've seen them recently. They come in like once a year. Yes. And they're <laughs> so happy and they're having sex. And it just makes me so just happy and warms my heart. But yeah, there's a lot of that where the man doesn't understand. So for him to go into at least one appointment with you Definitely. to understand the physiological part of it is also right. so really the, nice. Uh, partners are always, always welcome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll, I'll go over the anatomy with them and, um, you know, describe the muscle involvement and, and, um, Sometimes I'll include them in some of the home exercises that I'll give my patients. Yes, which... and there are home exercises. <laughs> yeah. You give them, I give them. Look, let's just be real about this. While it is treatable and there's just wonderful things at the other side, this is not mm -hmm. quick or easy. No, not not always. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes it, more than a couple of sessions. It does. And it it's, uh, you know, well, I have had some patients that have done really well with, you know, maybe under eight visits, but sometimes it's months of work. Yeah. And it can it can be really, really challenging, um, sometimes lonely feeling for um, for the gals who are doing all the work at mm -hmm. home. Yeah. And coming into treatment. Um, so that's when it's nice to include the spouse in whatever capacity they can. Yes. Um, which I make sure that the spouse is involved and that they are doing yeah. things separately that aren't just clinical, yeah. but that are relational. Right. And so, and what I love about what you do is that while I'm working on the physical aspect and we're asking our patients not to, um, try to have penetrable intercourse, um, because we don't want to keep, keep, um, stimulating that negative right. stimuli to the brain. 
um, you're giving them wonderful ways of reconnecting in terms of intimacy. And that's so, so important. Yeah. Both of those aspects yeah. are, are important. Yeah. So there, it, it's a process, it's a commitment, but it's worthwhile. And another thing I'd like to talk about before we end is about men. Mm-hmm. What about men? <clears throat> Do you work with men and how can men benefit from physical therapy or pelvic floor physical therapy? Yeah, so I, um, I definitely work with men and men have pelvic floor dysfunctions as well. They come to me with um, bladder and bowel problems, um, similar to so similar to women, urgency, frequency issues, um, some with fecal incontinence, believe it or not. Um, uh, I see urinary incontinence with my guys who have had prostectomies. Mm. But I and I also have guys that come to me with testicular pain, tailbone pain, um, pelvic pain. Yeah. Um, and then we've got some guys that come in with sexual dysfunctions. Typically, I'm seeing a combination of different things. Um, but guys can have painful intercourse, too. Yes. Yeah. We don't talk about that no, either. They're not. Yeah. They're not. And so uh, the work that we do um, to help reduce the tension in the pelvis um, can really help with their function. Yeah, so I encourage anybody who's listening, whether it's you or someone you know who is experiencing any of these things that we're talking about today, find a physical therapist who specializes with pelvic Pelvic floor floor. disorders, Mm -hmm. that's important, and go get an examination, find out what's going on. And how can they do that? Now, you're here in Pasadena. Mm -hmm. If you're in Pasadena, definitely go to Laura. Call (laughs) Laura. She may not like me saying that. She's so busy. I would like you to tell them how they can reach you or sure. if they're somewhere else in the country or in the world, maybe how they could find somebody. Yeah, to so them. I'm in Pasadena and um, my website is laurahornpt.com, L-A-U-R-A-H-O-R-N-P-T, as in physicaltherapist.com. And um, if you're elsewhere in the world, um, we have wonderful directories out there. Um, one is pelvicrehab.com, and you can find a pelvic specialist with the institute that I trained with. Um, they have a nice directory, and um, we have specialists now like expanding internationally. So it's really exciting that we're working hard to educate as many professionals out there to pass on this work. Fantastic. Those yeah. are great resources. So really don't hesitate. It's hard. It can be embarrassing. You don't know what to expect, but hopefully you do now from listening to the show. Just know that there is help out there and you should never be experiencing any kind of pain. You don't have to. And please reach out, get some help. And Hopefully you have had some questions answered. You've learned some things. If you have other questions, you can contact Laura, laurahornpt.com. You can certainly send me an email. I'd love to hear from you and hear any kind of stories or questions that you have. And Laura, it's just been such a pleasure having you. I love you. what you do. It, <laughs> it's just incredible that you're out there. And I don't know what I would do if I didn't have you as a resource. Uh, likewise. So thank you. <laughs> and again, thank you for talking to me today and for sharing all of your just wonderful information with the listeners and listeners thank you for tuning into the show again and we'll be talking to you soon bye bye laura bye